Hey listeners, on May 13th, we invite you to join us and Reed Hoffman for a new virtual strategy session presented in alliance with Capital One Business. You'll hear insights from fellow entrepreneurs about how to be at the forefront of leading change with AI. So go to mastersofscale.com AI strategy right now to register for free. Again, that's mastersofscale.com AI strategy. Looking forward to seeing you there. During the day, we have the sirens, but everyone in Ukraine trying to work now. Yeah, we take our laptops, we go to bomb shelters, but okay, we still work. Ukrainian managers, they will be like the best risk managers in the world. We try to be positive because when they see that we have like positive attitude, it's more easier for others like do their job every day. I worry, but this feeling will not help me. So I understand that, okay, I can be worried several minutes. But after that, okay, let's do our job. The whole country works now like startups. So we don't wait for someone who will tell us what should be done. Everyone today can support Ukraine, not only by donating, but also buying Ukrainian products. And I think that it will be my main message. That's Ilona Misko, an entrepreneur based in Ukraine who runs a B2B startup called Fuel Finance. She's leading a team that's navigating bomb sirens every day while trying to make her business a model for her country. I'm Bob Safian, former editor of Fast Company, founder of the Flux Group, and host of Masters of Scale Rapid Response. I wanted to talk with Ilona because doing business in a war presents obstacle after obstacle with emotional, financial, and management challenges. Her audio is a little scratchier than usual for Masters of Scale, but we wanted to get her story to you as quickly as possible. She embodies how a startup spirit is surging through Ukraine and how important business impacts are for individual Ukrainians and the country overall. Her experience offers lessons for any leader about communication, mission, collaboration, and creativity. She appreciates the support that her team has received from others, and she champions the support they provide each other. And she demonstrates how talent anywhere in the world can contribute in building for the future, even in the most perilous of circumstances. Hi, listeners. It's Erica Flynn, VP of Alliances and Audience Development at Wait What, the company behind Masters of Scale. My day-to-day consists of nonstop communication, not only with my immediate team, but with our current partner relationships and with incoming leads from possible future partners, which is why I rely on the ease of Grammarly to keep my communication clear and efficient. One confusing email can turn into several confused replies, which can turn into an unexpected meeting which no one wants, needs, or has time for. Having Grammarly on hand as my trusted AI writing partner not only streamlines my extensive to-do list, it minimizes miscommunication by quickly and efficiently synthesizing information and carefully curating tailor-made responses to specific groups. In fact, companies that use Grammarly to communicate can save 19 days per year per employee. Grammarly eases the writing process. It's a writing partner from the blank page to the last word typed before hitting send. Join me and over 70,000 teams who trust Grammarly to work faster, hit their goals, and keep their data secure. Visit Grammarly.com to learn more. 
That's Grammarly.com. I'm Bob Safian, and I'm here with Ilona Misko, founder and CEO of Fuel Finance. Ilona is coming to us from Ivano Frankist in Ukraine as I ask my questions from my home in New York. Ilona, thanks for joining us. This is the first interview we've done from Ukraine. And the first mine also. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to be able to talk to you. So I just want to start by just asking, like, how are things going? For folks here, it sure seems like things are intensely stressful over there. Uh, yeah, we have already like jokes uh, between entrepreneurs that Ukrainian managers, they will be like the best stressful managers and risk managers in the world <laughs> because during class months here, it's really a challenge for us, challenge in managing business during the war, challenging in management of the team and also in volunteering and help our country. So I think we feel like fighters now sometimes we are really upset especially i see what is going on with my people in my country i'm not very happy as i'm usual not as positive attitude but mostly we try to fight and do our best because okay in the morning like worried news but after that you should do your work because when you will be crying it's not the help that country needs now so you are now near leave, you said. Yes. Is that where you were when the war first started? No, no. I, I usually live in Kiev. Kiev is my native city. So I was uh, in the first day of the war there. And I decided on the second day, I decided to relocate in Western Ukraine. Yeah. Were you surprised that the war started? I mean, I, I know there were lots of discussion and some people are expecting it <laughs> oh you know it's it was very strange feelings as it all ukrainians had during the months before this war it was a very strange situation because on the one day we decided that we should be prepared and we decided to discuss with our team members how you can prepare everything about, okay, where you will relocate in case the war will start. We also start to analyze, okay, what we have with our financial plan and how we should manage the business. So what risks we have and everything, we felt the stress, we felt this pressure. So yeah, it was not easy. We had a guest on recently who talked about people in Kyiv working in shelters with their laptops looking for Wi-Fi. Yeah, we, we like still work like this. During the day, we have the Syrian, so we need to go to bomb shelters. But everyone in Ukraine trying to work now. And yes, people work in bomb shelters. And we are happy that in most bomb shelters we have Wi-Fi, so we can work. So it's like a little bit like normal life now. Because, yeah, we take our laptops, we go to bomb shelters, but okay, we still work. And uh, the most craziest day when we decided to go to Product Hunt, because when we decided to launch something, especially on this day, we will have most number of Syrians during the day. So usually it was like two or three before, but on this day we had seven times per day the Syrians. So we should go to bomb shelter every time. So it's, it was really crazy. 
was it scary? You're, you're smiling. It's almost like it's uh, now looking back like it was an adventure. I guess it's an adventure if you're okay, but it sounds a little scary. During the first two weeks, we were scary. But I think on the third week already, we understand, okay, what is going on? And after that, you try to live your life with new reality. We try to smile, we try to be positive because, first of all, I have the team and the team should understand that with me, everything is okay and I manage this business. And when they see that we have like positive attitude and all executive team has positive attitude, it's more easier for others like do their job every day. Yeah, we like should work in bomb shelters, but to be honest, in Western Ukraine, we are not in that situation. You saw these photos near Kiev and in, for example, Eastern Ukraine. In Eastern Ukraine, they don't think about work. We have like much worse situations there. Mm. Do you have colleagues who are in the East or has everyone moved to the West? Uh, we have one developer, one engineer there. He was in Kharkiv, but I think on the second week, uh, he decided to go to Dnipro. It's another city in eastern Ukraine, but more safe situation. In Kharkiv, he was near all these bombs, and so it was a uh, very, very bad situation there. But now we have 90% of our team here in western Ukraine, so everything is better. Mm. Now, your business is, if I understand it right, it's a startup that helps other startups with their financing tools and support for them so that they can focus their energies on their areas of expertise and you take care of the finance part of it. Have I got that right? Yeah, we take care of finance for all startups. So no headache, no more hundreds of different XLS docs. We like digital financial department for all startups and combine software and financial managers to do it. I was looking on your website and your clients include an app developer in Kyiv, a construction company in Kyiv, a product company that's got engineers and designers in Kyiv. How are your clients doing? And how do you deal with billing and collecting and all that when the economy is disrupted so much? When uh, the war started, we had like half of our clients Ukrainian companies, but another half of our clients are US-based companies. So Ukrainian companies, some of them, they still work, but some Ukrainian companies stopped. But we believe that our mission in our company, even in such hard times, we should help other businesses to stay strong. So we uh, did much work when the war started. We helped our Ukrainian clients. They have questions, okay, what we should do with salaries? We don't have revenue now. What resource we have? What cash balances we have? So what really we should do? It was like challenging part for us. But also we created two projects that help Ukrainian business now. First project was like financial platform to match Ukrainian business and financial managers here in Ukraine. We have 80 financial managers and CFOs from Ukraine who now help Ukrainian businesses. Also, we'll provide all information that Ukrainian business uh, need now in finance. Second one, we also created a volunteer project with other company, Lyft99, where everyone 
from all over the world can donate to Ukrainian business who changed during the war. So, for example, before the war, they made beautiful shoes, but after the war, they make military boots now. And we make this platform and everyone now can donate and help these companies because they don't generate revenues, but they help military forces and others during this war. I looked at the the site that you created with Lyft 99. Lyft 99 is like a a co-working space in Kyiv, right? It's sort of where different startups come together. The website's very nice, sort of showing how these businesses have shifted from, as you say, being a, a shoe company to making combat boots or a restaurant that's preparing meals for soldiers. I'm curious, I've heard that the Ukrainian digital ministry led by Mikhail Fedorov, that it's been sort of recruiting and encouraging digital businesses and influencers. Is that part of where this effort comes from? Or is this something that you guys started on your own? This is one that we started by our own with uh, Lift 99. But yeah, we have also here in Ukraine our IT army that really was created by our Minister of Digital Transformation. Something awesome. We talk about 100,000 people in IT army. They communicate with all digital businesses. They communicate with Elon Musk. And we now have Starlink in Ukraine. It's something was impossible before the war. Starlink really helps us because I, for example, communicated with uh, my friend who is in military forces. He like wrote me, okay, I can really write you this message that I'm okay because now we have Starlink here. This support is simply unbelievable now for us. Mm. In this period, is government making it easier For you and startups, are you startups trying to make things easier for the government? The whole country works now like startups. Uh, We have the government. The government do their best job. They communicate with other countries. They collect money for the military forces. On the other hand, we have another group with Ministry of the Digital Transformation. We have other group of entrepreneurs and startup founders. We have the situation... When everyone do their best job, everyone helps each other. So we see what should be done. And the first who see what should be done, start do it. So we don't wait for someone who will tell us what should be done. With the pandemic, with COVID-19, many businesses had to adjust quickly and keep adjusting as rules and conditions changed around us. Did that help? prepare you and Ukraine for this time, or is it just completely different? I think, first of all, it's completely different. So, for example, when it was COVID, you you can be safe if you stay home. But now you couldn't be safe even being at your home. But I think, yes, that COVID has prepared us for this. Especially for me, it's the second crisis during two and a half years of managing my business. So we started this business and already already was like COVID in a year. So we had the situation with revenue decline, yes, like all businesses and uh, safety of team members and relocation of business. It was totally new. So this part was really unpredictable. Mm. You mentioned you have clients that are in the United States. Yeah. Are those clients 
understanding of the conditions that you're working in in Ukraine? Or do they just need you to do what you had always done before the war? I think they are surprised because they received that result that always were expected from us without delays. So yeah, we like had this short stop in our work, but only during first several days. But after that, we continued our work. They were shocked. Also, we received much support from them. Some of them like wrote me, we can like make you additional payments for some next months now, but maybe you like need this additional money now. So some of them wrote, maybe you need some help with the relocate of your team. So really appreciate such support. But she says that we deliver results the same as it was before this war. How many people are on the fuel finance team? Now we have 23 team members and two co-founders. And are all those folks in Ukraine? Some of them already in Poland, but they're like 90% of our team in uh, Western Ukraine. We've had several episodes that talk about refugees. I always wonder, for those of you who stay, do you ever feel upset about the others that leave? That like they're sort of giving up? I think that we have now such situation that people that decided to go to other countries, they're more upset than people who stay here. Yeah, first of all, it's like these people needed to do it because we all have mothers, children to be in the safe place. But also we have already cases when our team members who were in Poland, now they decided to go back to Ukraine. Because in Western Ukraine, like, safe situation, and they decided that they want to be now with their families and someone, like, in other countries. Every time when I have called, I feel happiness that this person is safe and everything is okay. I think I feel more happy than upset. Hey, listeners. It's Jodine Dorsey, the VP of Live Events at Wait What, the company behind Masters of Scale. I am constantly tasked with reaching out to teams across a wide spectrum of professions and the vastly different personalities that go with them. Grammarly helps me quickly shift tones to better communicate what I want to say and saves me valuable time in the process. Our upcoming Masters of Scale Summit event features top-tier speakers from CEOs to founders to political leaders. Grammarly's ability to produce on-brand writing helps me properly prepare for each and every thought leader I interact with on stage. It lets me generate the most exciting specialized content for our audience. In fact, teams that use Grammarly report 66% less time spent editing marketing content, which I've seen firsthand with my summit team. Join me and over 70,000 teams who trust Grammarly to work faster, hit their goals, and keep their data secure. Visit Grammarly.com to learn more. That's Grammarly.com. Before the break, we heard Ukrainian entrepreneur Ilona Misko talk about serving clients and the startup community as the war began. Now she talks about managing her team at Fuel Finance and the importance of following a mission in a crisis. She also talks about why some Western businesses are more loved than ever, and she makes a plea to all our listeners to buy from Ukrainian businesses as a means of support. How do you think about managing your team in an environment like this? Especially during the first, I think, three, four days, 
We were in Slack chat all 24 hours because we understand that we need to support each other now and I should support our team members. We had the first priority to relocate our team to more safe places. Now I see and understand that it was very important part for our team members, this communication. On the first day of the war, we paid salaries to our team members, so they also like felt more safe. But also, I think that we have very strong mission in our company, so we have mission to help companies and save them from bankruptcies and financial mistakes. And we believe that what we do for these companies can impact on GDP growth in Ukraine and all over the world. So. Everyone in our team here, first of all, we have thoughts how to be safe, how to help our families and friends. But after that, everyone, they started to think, okay, but now we should help other businesses and our clients because it's our mission. We had many calls and we discussed, okay, someone couldn't work because someone had worse situation, more Syrians and managers said, okay, I will do your work because now you are not in the safe place. It's okay. I can do more now. Everyone in our team, they do their job, but after that, they do different volunteer projects. Someone, for example, helped deliver now from Poland to Ukraine, different stuff that military forces needs. So we have very strange situation. Uh, we had one-to-one talks with everyone in the team. How is it going? What help they need now from the company or from other team members? I think it's like family now. Mm. And you haven't had any members of your team have family members or otherwise who've been hurt in the war or to this point that has been okay? We have one team member who decided to join military forces and we received messages from him that uh, now he like financial guy for military forces. <laughs> so in one hand, I have AK-47. In other hand, I have my laptop. <laughs> so it's very, very strange. But no one was hurt. And I feel grateful for that. Everyone from our team, everyone is safe. And for your business, you mentioned that some of the other businesses didn't have revenue as the founder, as the CEO, how much do you worry about your own revenue and you having enough resources to be able to support your team? Q Finance is a startup, but we were profitable before the war. So we are a financial team. So we have, like understand how to manage finance. We have reserves to pay salaries. Well, now we are break even. We believe everything will be better with every month. But yeah, it doesn't mean that I'm not worried. I worry, but this feeling will not help me. So I understand that, okay, I can be worried, but like several minutes. But after that, okay, let's do our job. So I think that everything is possible. We even uh, made product hunt and we became the product of the day during the war and <laughs> sitting in bomb shelters. So now I believe that uh, we can do everything. How did the product hunt opportunity come up? We like started to make our product two years ago. 
We uh, made market research. We tried to understand what founders think about finance. So we had traction and uh, we have a strategic session one week before the war. So we had a plan, very detailed, to launch website. It was planned on the first day of the war. After that, our plan was we should go to Product Hunt because we updated our website, we updated information, and we made very cool video explaining about what we do in fuel finance. We had this decision, okay, we should go to Product Hunt and test our idea, receive feedbacks from this community. Product Hunt opportunity gave us many leads, more than 50 leads we received during one day. It was like, boom. You mentioned that you listen to our podcast, which we appreciate. Yeah. You know, our podcast focuses often on Western businesses. And I'm curious how Ukrainian business people feel about how Western businesses have responded to the war, to the invasion. I think that now... Western businesses, we see much response. So we see how these businesses decided to go out from Russia and stop their business there. It's a valuable decision. And I see support for such businesses in Ukraine. We we love these businesses even more (laughs) after that. Yeah, we have here like lists of businesses who support us. And we also have lists of businesses who decided to stay in Russia. And we believe that such businesses, they really finance this war and they give money to Russia to make this war. So with such businesses, I see how people decided not to buy these products. We understand that business really make huge changes now and every company can make this change. Mm. Is there anything that you would say to all the people who are listening to this who are business people about maybe the things they should do, the things they shouldn't do? We understand that all entrepreneurs are fighters. And I believe that every entrepreneur can understand that, okay, we can grow our business even in such stressful situation. Today, uh, my friends, they made a platform named Spend with Ukraine. It is a platform where we have all lists of Ukrainian companies that make really cool products. And I think that everyone today can support Ukraine, not only by donating, but also buying Ukrainian products. And I think that it will be my main message to everyone, to every founder, that you can simply support us even buying our Ukrainian products. And where is this list again, you said? Yeah, it's the website named spendwithukraine.com. We have the list of all companies there in very different spheres, in fashion, in tech, uh, in services, uh, in entertainment. And I think everyone should understand that we all like donate our salaries and half of our profits and part of our revenues. We all donate to Ukrainian military forces, to other organizations which help Ukraine here. So it will be very helpful for us if everyone will buy Ukrainian products. Well, I I really appreciate you having this conversation with us. And I'm grateful that we haven't been interrupted by you having to run to the bomb shelter. 
fun fact, I will tell you that we had a strategic session in working, which has the name. I will translate this word, Ukrainian, Peremoha. Uh, it translated to English like victory. And we believe that it was not a coincidence. So we believe that, yes, <laughs> we will have this victory in Ukraine. Well, I wish that for you, too. And thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you so much for this conversation. I was happy to share this experience. Hi, everyone. It's Jeff Berman, CEO of Wait What and co-host of the Masters of Scale podcast. Like many of you, my to-do list changes by the minute. Whether I'm working with partners or hashing out legal documents or brainstorming with our team, there is never a shortage of tasks that require attention and constant communication. Like Masters of Scale co-host Reid Hoffman, I know artificial intelligence is a huge part of our future. And Grammarly is an enterprising leader in AI. With Grammarly, what used to take a few hours only takes a few clicks. It's like having a collaborator for my writing, helping me generate better first drafts and tailoring messages to our specific audiences. It's not only a superior AI tool, it is a safe AI tool. And as a CEO, security is always top of mind. Grammarly has 14 years of experience and a business model that never sells our data. Security has been a priority since day one and continues to be integral to Grammarly's values today. Join me and over 70,000 teams who trust Grammarly to work faster, hit their goals, and keep their data secure. Visit Grammarly.com to learn more. That's Grammarly.com. Masters of Scale Rapid Response is a Wait What original. The show is recorded remotely using sanitized audio gear. I'm your Rapid Response host, Bob Safian. Host for Masters of Scale is Reed Hoffman. Our executive producers are June Cohen and Darren Triff. Our supervising producer is Jay Punjabi. Our producers are Jordan McLeod, Christina Gonzalez, and Marie McCoy-Thompson. Our music director is Ryan Holiday. Original music and sound design by Daniel Nissenbaum and the Holiday Brothers. Audio editing by Keith J. Nelson, Stephen Davies, Andrew Nault, and Mike Gallagher. Mixing and mastering by Aaron Bastinelli. Special thanks to Emily McManus, Sarah Sandman, Kelsey Capitano, Tim Cronin, Charlie Manessis, Adam Heiner, Anna Pizzino, Ben Richardson, Mina Kurosawa, Saida Sapieva, and Colin Howard. Become a member of Masters of Scale to get access to a year's worth of courses and content on the Masters of Scale Courses app. Find out more at mastersofscale.com slash membership. Visit mastersofscale.com slash rapid response to find the transcript for this episode and be sure to subscribe to our email newsletter.